Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kinda Crunchy. We have a fun episode today that we're going to get into soon. Um, But first, let's just give some life updates, what's happening with Rachel and Jensen. So Rachel, tell us your story because you told me you, you told me you have a story that I'm so excited to hear. Um, yeah, it's, it's a scary story, (laughs) a scary real life story. So I work from home. Um, and where I live is like our town's rural in general, but I don't live right in the town. Um, I live, it's like, five minutes from the Walmart, Mm -hmm. but there's fields down by us. And I have neighbors next to me and across from me, but it's maybe like eight houses grouped. And then like you go down the road and there's a field and then Mm -hmm. some like more rural setting. So it's like, I know the people around me, right? We have a deck off our back of our house that goes into like a fenced grass area for a dog. And my dog has a doggy door. So he's always popping out and like barking at everything and probably annoying everyone, including me when when I'm trying to work from home. Well, so I work on the deck on nice days. Like I'll sit out there. We have deck furniture or I'll just sit on the deck to like enjoy the sunshine while I'm working because I have a laptop and I can take it with me. Um, So like it has to be over a month, like a few weeks ago, I'm out sitting on the deck working on my laptop and... I see a man walking on the road, which like people walk down here, so that's not abnormal, but normally you know most of the people walking. Mm -hmm. I don't know him. He like looks mid-50s. And normally people like smile and wave, like Mm -hmm. it's a really friendly little small Mm -hmm. town. He like doesn't smile and wave at me, but we make eye contact. Like he sees me, I see him, right? So he just keeps walking past. Well, my dog was on the deck with me, runs in the doggy door into the house to bark out the front window at him. So then all of a sudden, I'm just like working away, doing whatever. And my dog comes running out the doggy door and like literally barking for his life like he's going to attack someone on the other side of the deck. Like I'm sitting over on the far right. He's over on the left. I look up and this man is standing at the back of my house next to my deck railing trying to pet my dog through the rings while my dog is literally trying to bite him. Like my dog's not always nice. He's got small dog syndrome. He's like, he's a menace. I've said that. And I immediately, like, stand up and I, I'm like, who are you? Why are you here? Because I was so spooked and, like, I just was, like, those were the immediate questions. And he was like, oh, I'm just trying to pet the dog. And I was like, please do not. He doesn't like strangers. And then he was like, oh, it's okay. And then I was like, why are you on my property? And I, like, immediately felt defensive. Like, just with the way he was being, it was, like, very threatening. He came into your space. He had to, like, came on the opposite side. Like, yeah. he could have approached me or said hello or said cute dog or something. Mm-hmm. But he snuck around the other Ugh. side when he was aware I was out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, it, it was intentional, right? And so then he was like, oh, it's no big deal. And then I was like, why are you on my property? And he was like, I'm not. I'm on your neighbor's property. And I was like, gag. Like, I hated that (laughs) because it's like, no, that's that's not okay. You are on my property. And I asked you pointedly. So then I was like, he's still trying to pet the dog through this all, through my fencing. The dog's biting at him. It was like, please stop trying to pet him. He does not like strangers. I don't either. And he was like, you need to chill out. It's okay. And it's just, like, he, like, where he's positioned is right next to the door in my house. So it's, like, 
I don't feel safe to go in because he's there. Like, yeah. could, like, reach me when I go to go in. Yeah. And... Well, he could just go in your house. He... Well, like, the, the deck railing's in the way, but, oh, like, okay. if you climbed up. But also, like, then you get a look inside my house type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And you already are, like, invading my personal space by yeah. being on the backside of my house without an invite. And so this is, like, the fourth time I've been, like, why are you here? Like, you shouldn't be here. And he's literally not leaving and telling me to chill out. So then I was, like, you need to get off my property. And then he was, like, oh, it's okay. And I literally yelled at this man and was, like, get off my property. Like, I was screaming, though. And, like, I was, I looked nuts. And he, like, put his hands up and he was, like, chill out. Okay, then. And then just, like, moseyed off my property. And I said, like, that's the one time in my life I wanted to, like, let Ollie loose on someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have liked him to attack him. Mm -hmm. It was just so threatening, the whole situation. And, like, for me, as a woman working at home alone, like, then I don't feel safe in my house. Like, then, like, I'm just, like, double-checking that the doors are locked all the time and just feeling like every time my dog goes out and barks, is the guy there at the deck. Or, like, it almost took away my peace to, like, work on the deck and feel okay. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm, like, having to be cautious then. And the guy didn't do anything, like, that was threatening to me physically. But the whole situation was threatening. And I really think he was just kind of like a a guy that didn't get it or wasn't all there to, like, understand that's not okay. But just, like, the way he wouldn't leave when I asked him to and was, like, telling me to chill out, it made me so mad and feel so unsafe. Yeah. And so I was, like, to Logan, I was, like, can we move? Like, let's build a house now. That's, like, immediately my situation, like, how I want to respond to it. Like, let's leave. Let's just sell the house right now. And he's, like, okay, let's actually deal with this problem. Like, how can you feel safer? Because moving isn't the solution. We can't move tomorrow. Um, But, like, I I walk my dog down here every day or Mm -hmm. I go for runs and I'm, like, I don't want to feel like I'm going to get attacked. Yeah. So my mom bought me this taser. No. It's 85 million volts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I literally, it's like called the claw and it goes around your fingers. And it's like you press a button and it comes on and it literally like makes me jump. Like it's like, it it goes nuts. And, but I've read like, the thing with a taser is someone has to be like, like, with that type, it's not, like, one that shoots out. So you have to, like, It's, like, I basically. have to, yeah, they, and then, like, I'm always, like, what if I'm going to tase myself? So it's one, one part of protection. The other part, this may be controversial. Don't cross Rachel with her taser. <laughs> Don't cross me. Guns have always freaked me out. Mm. Like, carrying pistols, that type mm-hmm. of stuff, always freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I grew up around guns. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, politically with, like, views that come in there and stuff. I don't, there's just, like, weird stuff with me and guns, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I live in a really gun happy town. Like almost everybody has a gun mm-hmm. and like power to them. Mm-hmm. I've never felt comfortable with that. This literally was like the first situation in my life where mm-hmm. I felt like I need to and want to be able to protect myself if mm-hmm. need be. Because here's the thing, like in that situation, if I had a gun, I didn't wouldn't have known how to use it mm-hmm. or how to like safely like have it on me and not mm-hmm. get spooked or anything mm-hmm. like that. And that's why like I've never wanted one. But like it was a situation where like what if he jumped over my deck and came at me? How was I going to protect myself? Yeah. Like he was bigger than I was. Mm-hmm. It was just it was really scary for me. So mm-hmm. it's made me reconsider that. So I took a class on like gun safety and self-defense. Oh. And I I do not have a gun right now. 
maybe I should be putting this out there if this guy's like stalking me. Um, I don't personally have a gun right now, but I'm learning more about them and safety. And like, it's an ever evolving thing. I haven't decided whether I'd ever feel comfortable like when I'm on a run having like a pistol on me for protection or not. Um, because I do think it's an added element compared to like the taser where the yeah. person has to come up to you. Yeah. And like, I think the intention is to never have to use it, yeah. but like, it just kind of changed my mindset of like, I felt truly threatened yeah. in my own home. And like, I didn't know how I would be able to protect myself if it escalated beyond that. And so like, it just, it kind of made me reconsider. So I'm on this little evolution of trying to figure out where I stand with that all. And if, if that's a course I'd ever take. I don't want to be a stupid person with a gun ever. So, like, my whole thing is fully educating myself before I'd ever even, like, have a gun and feeling comfortable. But, yeah, I don't know where I stand with it all, but it was a really freaky situation. And, like... I'm sure it would be worse, though. And the thing with, like, just having being able to protect yourself, like, someday when you, like, hopefully have children, like, you would be, like, it's that mama bear instinct where it's, like, you want to be able to, like, protect them. Yeah, and, like... I am confident in, like, I am strong and, like, I could throw a good punch. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, he would have overpowered me. Like, yeah. he's a bigger man yeah. than I am in size. And, like, you never know. Like, someone could just bring the chloroform and, like, yeah. take you down. You know? Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is, like, doomsday stuff. But. I wish I would have taken. There were more. They always offer these. At, I went to Pitt and they had classes on, Self-defense. like. But it was, like, yeah, self-defense. But it was, like, the class literally would take you, like, the final was, like, you were walking the streets of Oakland and someone would, like, people, they would have people literally, like, part of, like, the, like, that part of your That traumatize me, though. Like, but you knew, but you knew it was coming. Still. <laughs> but that's so cool. But like, then what if someone actually does it and it's not part of the exam and you well, think you, it's the exam. You, you take them down. You know. You take you them down. Da- you know right? that you're strong and take them down. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was cool and I wish I would have done that. Not that I... I mean, we both live in very safe areas, but still, you never, I mean, they're creeps. Clearly, they're, like, creeps out there. Yeah. You just never know. And the only other thing I want to say is I did take this one class about pistols, and, like, you never know when someone has one strapped on them. True. My goodness, this guy came in to show, like, all the different, what are they, harnesses or... Oh, holsters. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> I have a lot of learning left <laughs> to do. Um, literally, this guy comes in, just, like, in his camo cargo pants, <laughs> just like he was before. He, like, went out and came back in because he had to get ready. Uh-huh. Has like 12 guns strapped on him. I had no idea. He's like pulling them out of everywhere. And I was like, what is this? Like he's got like the yeah. crotch gun, the side yeah. guns, the ankle guns, the hip guns. And I'm like, anyone at any time could. Well, I know. Like, people, people would tell me like, oh yeah, no idea. this person carries all the time. And someone I, and I'm like, I would have never known that. Like it's, it's not like it's like, yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some people that just like, you know, want to like show it, but most people don't because oh, yeah. it's like controversial. Yeah, but that's, but, like, that's what I said to my husband is I'm glad I didn't have a gun in that situation because, like, I am not comfortable with it. And then, like, I don't want to be pulling a gun, like, waving around, like, (laughs) get off my property, (laughs) like, an idiot. But also, like, I didn't feel like I could protect myself. So it's, like, a weird place I'm in. And this is probably too much for the podcast, but this is where we share this stuff. So, yeah, it's an ever-evolving, I felt threatened I'm trying to look into a little more self-protection. For now, I've got the taser, so thanks, Mom. (laughs) But, yeah, that's my story, my life update. Yeah. Crazy one. Mine is not 
Mine's not really a huge update. It's something I tried, and I'm gonna... There's some words here I'm gonna mispronounce, because I don't even know uh-huh. if I'm saying them right. So <laughs> if you know them, just laugh along. Um, but I'm always looking to try new wellness holistic things. Always. And one of these... A few people, actually, on like Instagram I saw, there's this product called Shilajit. Yes, I've seen it everywhere. Yes, it's like this black tar almost like yeah 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 and you can get it in like liquid or a pill and it's part of like ayurvedic medicine i think that's how you say it Mm -hmm. Um, but that's like a traditional medicine native to india and they use a lot of things such as like acupuncture herbal herbal medicine yoga massage like that's how they heal and these tablets that i ordered are like composed of like purified shilajit and it's like this black brown color and it's called that it has a natural taste um, and it's harvested. You know it's going to taste gross if it says that. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> it's harvested at high altitudes from the Altai Mountains in Siberia. What is it that they're So harvesting? it has like trace minerals and it's like so many nutrients and vitamins and minerals in it. It's like, I don't know why, that it's high. Is it like a liquid mountain. gunk or a solid? So it, it is liquid, but I got it in like the little tablets, like a pill almost. Because I'm like, I don't want the taste. It just like liquid. comes out of the mountain? They obviously, like, make it into... I don't know. I need to do more research on I it. I do, too. Um, I'm curious now. Yeah, do some research while I chat. Um, but apparently, like, ancient times, it was, like, belonged to, like, a noble class of medicines that were only available to the wealthy. So it was, like, very esteemed. So I saw some, like, influencers that were just, like, you know, just taking straight droplets to the mouth. And I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm up for that. Oh, yeah, Rachel's looking at pictures of the rock. It's literally just, like... It's, it's like a rock, basically. You know, like, when rocks, like, get, like, the water drips down them, and mm-hmm. then they have, like, a color from where the yeah. water drips down them? Like that, but it's, like, black, and that's literally the stuff they're taking off it. It's, like, the, the mossy stuff, mm-hmm. almost. Like, I don't must know. be scraping off it. But apparently, like, it's, like, this amazing thing. Yes, and, I've heard this. And there's, like, it helps your metabolism, it helps your... Um, immune system it's supposed to like naturally cleanse you so I just it was like I just ordered this pack of like 30 little things I'm like I'm gonna try it whatever so the first time I'm just like oh I'm gonna take it like a pill because it's in a pill form mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating I this sounds like I'm exaggerating it was the worst tasting thing I've <gasps> ever put into my mouth and the only and the worst part was it was a taste that like stayed in your <gasps> mouth you're like get it out like hours in like, a in like a pill a supplement in a pill it literally because I've seen people it take like, it like it touches my tongue without it being capsule yeah. oh I, I couldn't can't imagine. imagine literally the it just touching my tongue and my throat oh. so terrible so then I was like okay well I just bought all this stuff and I'm like I need to suck it up <laughs> this is not so worth I'm like it. what else can I do and I thought about like you know when you give your dog a pill and you like coat it in peanut butter wrap I, it in a piece of cheese I, I, well so what I did I didn't do that but that was the that was Logan's the, like come here Jensen. <laughs> And then she, like, eats the cheese and, you know how the dog's, like, spit out the pill? <laughs> and Logan's just, like, trying to give Jensen a pill. I don't even think he knows I have this. Um, if I gave it to him, he would, like, Then go. he accidentally gets into it and is, like, going to the ER. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. But so here's what I tried. I have, like, this, like, I eat a lot of, like, kabucha squash. People have never heard of it. It's very much, like, a sweet potato oh, or, like, I... It was, like, at this, like, bargain store, and it's, like, organic, and it's, like, my favorite thing. But it's kind of like a pumpkin, sweet potato, squash, like... Yeah, it's, it's really family, good. It's yeah. really good. So, and it's kind of, like, the a mashed, like, texture. So, okay. I was, like, oh, I'll just put it in that. So, like, literally, the pill is coated on all sides so that it oh, won't... No. T- it, it won't. It, it, didn't it? No, no. But it just... I didn't want it to, like, touch my yeah. mouth. 
even still though, like I still got that tiny bit of taste and I'm like, this is terrible. So I think what I'm going to have to do is just like maybe like once a month or maybe just truly just suck it up and know that it's going to stink because I spent money on this and I know it's actually good for me, but yeah, if anyone else has tried it, let me know. Put like a, a wedge of lemon or lime there for after. And oh, do like, it like, like a, a shot. Like, like you literally shot. take your the salt, salt, yeah. uh, salt, and then lime. You, like you literally right after, like <laughs> just to get rid of the taste. Hey, I will try anything. So I'll, I'll report a back shot on of that. Wellness. But that is that's my update. It's just a little something fun I've been trying. Well, I want well, to call it, I call it fun. No, fun. I, I thought it was gonna be fun and like all like ooh super wellness, but. Yeah, it's pretty gross. So good to know. I have not tried it. I've seen a lot of people in the health yeah, like I wouldn't <laughs> realm try it though. And yeah, very interesting. Okay, you heard it here first. It's nasty. <laughs> but if you like it and it's and it's good for you. I'm Yes, I'm, I've heard it's like a super supplement yeah. type of thing. Yeah, so proud of you if you do it. But <laughs> good for you. Some of us are weak. <laughs> With your your cheese wrapped pill. Um, okay. So Let's get into today's episode. Oh, it's it's a it's a controversial oh, one. Today's, yeah. It's we're talking about the birth control pill. Oh. oh, and um yeah, so let's let's get to it. Let's start talking about it. Let's talk about what the birth control pill is. Yeah. Right? Okay, so I mean, obviously there's a lot of different types of birth control, mm-hmm. not just the birth control pill. And when we say birth control pill, there's a lot of different brands. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's multiple yeah. brands of birth control pills. There's the full pill and then there's the mini pill, which is more just like progesterone. It doesn't have mm-hmm. um, everything that the the regular birth control pill does. Um, and then there's obviously options that aren't pills like IUDs mm-hmm. for birth control options like condoms. Um, you can get the injections. There's a lot of different options, um, but we're going to be talking about the birth control pill, like the normal birth control pill in general today, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it is essentially a pill used to prevent pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the purpose that, of the birth control pill. That is the main purpose, but as you'll find out, it's not what it's called. Some people, yeah, have started to use it for, for other, other things. For pur- other purposes, yeah. but that's the main purpose of it. That's, that's essentially what it was created to do. Mm-hmm. So it contains chemicals that act as artificial hormones to block the release of eggs from the ovaries. So that's how it works. Um, so most birth control pills contain estrogen and progesterone. And the birth control pill also works to help thicken your cervical mucus so sperm can't enter like your cervix. Um, and it can make it difficult for an egg to attach to the wall of the uterus by affecting the uterus lining. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how the pill works mm-hmm. within your body. Yeah. Um, most pills, you take a pack of 21 or 28 days of the pill. Mm-hmm. So you take the pills for 21 days of the cycle mm-hmm. um, until either you don't take pills for seven days or you mm-hmm. take a row of like sugar-free hormone mm-hmm. pills to let you have your period. Um, and... The pill works essentially within you by signaling to your brain that there are already enough hormones. And so your body doesn't need to make more like it normally would. Mm -hmm. Um, Because hormones control your brain, Mm -hmm. there's no signal then given to the ovaries to make these hormones 
to ovulate. So then no eggs release. Yeah. So essentially that's how it works to keep you from getting pregnant is it's stopping that ovulation and that egg release through altering your hormones Mm -hmm. so that no egg released, it can't get fertilized. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's, that's kind of an overview of how the birth control pill itself Mm-hmm. Works. That was a very good overview. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I I wrote down, I really made sure to like write it down so I wasn't just popping off stupid stuff here. Hopefully. We've never done that. <laughs> no, never. No. You wouldn't find me doing that, just talking to hear myself talk. Um, so birth control. I want to say like getting into this, we don't want this to be an episode where anyone feels any type of like guilt or shame or pressure either way because like your body and your health choices are yours uniquely. Mm-hmm. And um, this is more so just a conversation around birth control and our culture like here in the U.S. and and how it's being used and um, being an informed user of birth control or like um, validating kind of like that different people have different experiences and what's the right choice for you if you are trying to avoid pregnancy or you have one of these other things going on mm-hmm. that you're using birth control for and just kind of like having a conversation around what it is and our experiences with it mm-hmm. and um, kind of just trying to like talk about it more because yeah. I think sometimes people are afraid to have conversations about things like birth control yeah. or taboo subjects people have very strong opinions on it and you don't want to like offend Mm -hmm. anyone but I think it's important to just have these conversations like we're not saying one way or the other but we're just going to share what we've learned we're going to share how it's affected us just so that you're informed because I think sometimes we can only hear the one-sided opinions Mm -hmm. and and that's and all of this like I think one thing that we just want to say like is do your own research on this too. Like absolutely, like always. this is. I mean, Again, that's this isn't everything. a research podcast. Yeah, we're this gonna, is I mean, a girl talk podcast about these subjects. Yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna quote things. We're gonna, we do do our research, but like ultimately, anything with your health, like it's your body, it's mm-hmm. your decisions, it's your research. Like we just want to like maybe just give you some things that you can look into, or just give you the tools to like for sure figure these things out on your own. This is a loaded episode. I'm talking about guns <laughs> and birth control. <laughs> <Wow>. Like. <ooh. laughs> We'll see. It's going to get flagged. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That being said, let's get into it a little more. Okay. So birth control. Um, Let's talk about it. Should we, do you have anything to add as far as like how the birth control pill works or? I just think like I've really, when doing this episode, I've learned a lot about like how it works. And I think like I didn't realize how much of a, how much of a, strain it caused between the brain and the ovaries how like the communication is like altered Mm -hmm. um and that it really does like suppress your natural hormones and it teaches your body to kind of ignore what it's meant to do because Mm -hmm. ultimately like our bodies were meant to like procreate that's why we get a cycle every month that's why we release an egg and that's like what our body is like meant to do so when you're stopping that i think you think that it's just fine and maybe it is but it's like there's probably going to be some side effects coming from like altering what your body was like designed by god to do and i think another thing with just like the whole periods with your cycle they're more of a withdrawal breed withdrawal bleed it's not it's not a real period and i always thought that it would just like regulate my period that was just like the thing it's like get on the pill it'll regulate your period but it's actually not because it's not an actual period it's not a real bleed because you're not releasing the egg. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I would add. Do, do you want to go into our personal experience? 
Yeah, I think we should. Do you, do you want me to share first? Do you want to share first? Well, I'll share first because mine's a little bit less. Okay. And yours is more recent and more detailed. Um, but basically, I wish I could pinpoint the exact time and experience that I went on them. I just remember that it was like either late middle school or early high school. I had got my period maybe sixth or seventh grade. And mm-hmm. then my periods got super heavy. And I was my we went to the doctors and like, oh, just go on birth control. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know any. I was young and dumb and naive, and they just told me to go on birth control. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, sure. Because, like, all my friends were on birth control. It was just, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I was 13. I wasn't having sex. So I was like, okay, sure. And then I was on it for a little bit. I don't remember it, like, I don't remember having huge side effects for me. It wasn't like I gained a lot of weight or, all, like, mm-hmm. got acne or anything like that. Um, but I know when I went off of it, I... I never had, then I never had a regular period. So I've truly, this is something you'll learn through these episodes is I'm constantly trying to figure out my cycle because I truly think that because of that from the start, my cycle has never been the same. Um, so I didn't get a regular period after that. Then sometime in college, I went back on the pill again, not for sex things, but just like, I didn't She's get, like, not for sex not, things, guys, don't judge sexing. me. <laughs> but I, I, not for sex, not things. for sex, um, just making that very clear. Um, anyways, um, I just, I, there was times when I wouldn't get a period for a year and it was just so regular and it wasn't like when I, my periods weren't terrible after that, but it was just, they were so regular. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back on the pill again. And yeah, I've just never been like consistent with my period. Um, because I don't, and I can't fully blame it on that. There could have been underlying symptoms, mm-hmm. but I just know like the period basically just kind of masked whatever was going on and it made me feel mm-hmm. like I was in control, but actually it just kind of probably screwed me up a little bit further. And but so yeah. you're not currently... No, I haven't been on the pill since sometime in college, which would have been like, mm-hmm. I want to say it's like four years ago. Okay. So haven't been on it since. Um, and again, it wasn't like I had these crazy symptoms or anything, like, but yeah, I just think it was just masking some other problems that I had. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is for you to stop pregnancy, not to mask heavy period, not to mask regular periods, not to mask acne. Like those things are all problems of themselves that need the root cause fixed first. Mm-hmm. Like just going on the pill isn't going to fix it. Like that's just going to cover up the symptoms. So that's just my encouragement. If you're dealing with any of those things, mm-hmm. try to find the root cause first. But <laughs> I'm going to let Rachel go into her story because hers is a little bit more recent and she has just more, I guess, more detailed experience. Yeah. So she'll tell you. Yeah. So I never was on the birth control pill in high school or college. Um, I had a strong, healthy, regular hormone cycle, like pretty much since I got my period, which like, thank God for, because I know that's not everyone's experience. And um, like very consistent. And I tracked from the time I was like late high school into early college. Um to really like I've I've been tracking my period for years really know like when it's coming ovulation those types of things um so six months before I was gonna get married I decided well I started to weigh my options because I was going to be having lots more sex um now that I was getting married right you should (laughs) yeah um and so I was kind of like you know, what, what is the right choice for me in that realm? And that's a decision like my future husband, um, and I needed to make together too. So I was really into like holistic health and wellness, like I am now. Um, so 
I was really apprehensive about potentially going on a birth control pill. Um, I, I was looking into some of the side effects, but really not, I didn't really research it as much as I wish I would have or should have. And I think I based a lot of my decision of like, well, I know a lot of other people that are on it that are fine. And Mm -hmm. like my mom was on it for a point and she was fine and she was able to have kids and Mm -hmm. like all these things. So I was kind of like, well, you know, like I have friends who are on it. They're doing fine. Like all these other people, so many people are on it. Like it's very normalized in our culture. Yes. And like I take such good care of myself and my health and I've always had such a good hormone cycle that I don't think it's going to affect me that much if I continue to like take good care of myself. So I went on it um, probably like three months before I got married or so. Um, And the first like year of my marriage, I was on it. Um, And probably about like maybe halfway into the marriage, I started to like feel different than I ever had. Kind of just feeling like, demotivated towards life in general like I had brain fog I just didn't feel like doing the things I always wanted to do almost like depression too which I had never had dealt with in my life like I've never experienced any type of depression any type of brain fog any type of like just feeling like things that I truly loved like running or like playing instruments or creating like I just I didn't want to do anything I just felt like blah Um, I also was having weird weight fluctuations. It'd be like 10 pounds on or off within like two days, like, which is very abnormal. Um, and my body looked different, like the way I carried my weight than it ever had in my whole life. Like it, it was just, I can't explain it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something like where only, you know, how your body, like where you carry weight and Mm -hmm. how things look. It was like positioned on me differently Mm -hmm. like I just like felt like my body wasn't mine kind Mm -hmm. of um I lost my sex drive which my husband and I dated from the time we were 14 and I was 23 when we got married so we were almost 10 years in dating and we waited until marriage to have sex okay so like that's like 10 years of waiting we're in the honeymoon stage, like yeah, newlywed. Sh- Why is that sex drive going down? You should have been <laughs> because ready and roaring the sex to go was good. That wasn't the <laughs> issue. Like it wasn't like that we weren't figuring it out. It was like more of like my body not wanting that for some reason. Well, it makes sense because if you're not ovulating, like your body's like, why would I need to like procreate and why I'm would not I want to have trying sex? to get yeah. pregnant? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, which is why your body wants to have sex is like, give me a baby now, please. And so just basically it was it was kind of feeling like everything about me was changing. And like I didn't feel like the same person. Like mm-hmm. I felt like out of body like this. Like it was just really weird for me. I had mm-hmm. never experienced something like that. And literally everything in my life. Yes, I got married and like we moved in together and whatever. But everything in that regard was great. It just felt like that was like things in my life were were the same. Nothing had changed drastically to the point where I should be feeling like this. And the only thing that had changed, like I never taken medication in my life consistently. This was the first time I was like consistently taking a medicine. Mm -hmm. And then I'm noticing all this stuff. Like that's the thing I can pinpoint it towards Mm -hmm. because it's not another medicine. I'm not on other medicines. Like there's not other factors. So it started to make me think like, is this birth control affecting me in this way? So I really weighed my options. I talked to my OBGYN about it. 
Um, and she was like, well, you know, different pills affect different people different. We can try another one. Um, you know, it's really up to you. And I was just at the point where I was like, I don't want to experiment with trying with another one. Yeah. So I decided to just come off it. I was like, I think it was the wrong choice for me. Um, and so that was a bit of a journey coming off it. So in total, I was on it for less than, well, like just right around a year probably. Um, and so when I went to come off it, I got blood work done to see where my hormonal levels were, because at that point I had started to really look into like that other people had similar experiences of like these side effects Mm -hmm. that aren't maybe talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I saw a lot of people saying like, check your hormone levels because it's a hormonal contraceptive. Like Mm -hmm. it can affect the hormones in your body and also can deplete vitamins. So I got my hormones checked and my vitamins. Um, the levels were off, like they were kind of all over the board, which Mm -hmm. was not normal for me. Um, I was also having, I mean, aside from like the mental issues of like the brain fog, like demotivation, almost depression, gut issues too that I've Mm -hmm. never had in my life. Like I've always had a good, pretty good gut. Um, and it was like, my gut was going nuts. So I was like, okay, I need to do some major healing. Mm -hmm. Um, so then it was about a year I had to really invest in healing and, um, it, it took a lot. I really tried to focus on, um, like supporting my hormones Mm -hmm. and getting my cycle back to like normal and feeling normal through that like I had Mm -hmm. before and I'm thankful that I had that experience of so many years of like Mm -hmm. knowing what my normal cycle felt like so I could know when it was like back um and I think the thing I'd say is I don't regret going on it because I think it made me learn more about my body Mm -hmm. and dig more and learn more about what I'm putting into my body and like how it's affecting me um I wouldn't go on it again with the experience I had. And especially because like genetics play a lot into it. I It wouldn't be like the first thing I'd ever throw at my daughter. Like mm-hmm. I'd definitely be like really research and like learn your options and the side effects of all mm-hmm. of them. I wouldn't just be like, oh, well, it didn't work for me, but might work for you type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish I had had more information or people that had shared their experiences that I had access to and had heard before I made that choice because I already was apprehensive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everything around me confirmed it was an okay choice because Mm -hmm. it was just the norm or because everybody said, Mm -hmm. like, they say, oh, there's not side effects or Mm -hmm. this or that, or there's really not going to be anything crazy for you. But um, it it was for me. And then I was like, what's happening? And just to Mm -hmm. have something that would have, like, let me know ahead of time these are potential side effects or validated that like what I was feeling wasn't crazy and Mm -hmm. could have been a side effect of the birth control pill would have been really helpful to me. And I think a lot of people might, you know, if you are pro birth control and you're on birth control and you've had a good experience with it and you came off it and got pregnant right away Mm -hmm. and your cycle is normalized, like that's great. And that's also why like every body is different. So just so because we're saying that we didn't have great experience with it, if you did, that's great. Like, we just want you to hear both sides of it. Because I feel like when you go to the doctor's office, like, I know at my OBGYN, like, the only thing on the wall is, like, 10 different forms of birth control. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of my friends that when they have a baby, like, their first appointment back, they're like, okay, you want to hop on the pill? Like, it's just the most common thing for doctors to want to put you on the pill. It's just kind of what they're taught to do. And, you know, that's fine. And again, some people don't have mm-hmm. horrible experiences with it. Um, but just knowing that like 
we're sharing our experiences with it just so you can like hear what could happen or what happened to us just so mm-hmm. you can make the most informed decision if you're debating going on or off of it a thousand percent yeah like that's I would never tell someone the choice to make surrounding their own reproductive Absolutely. health or like whether they should be on birth control or not um each person's health journey is unique their body's unique for some people, birth control might be the right thing. Mm-hmm. For other people, it might not. But I think the important thing is being informed and having all the information about the choice you're making. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes what lacks is it's just what everyone's doing. So we all just like join in and do it and yeah. think nothing of it without looking into like, okay, I at least need to be aware. Like if this is the choice I'm making, there's potential that when I do this or if I want to get off it in the future like these are some vitamins I might need to support my body Mm -hmm. with then or this is how I maybe need to support my hormones when I make the choice to like come off it or Mm -hmm. when I get pregnant or something and so I just think being informed is always the most important thing informed and educated and then making the choice that's best for you absolutely yeah so with that said though (laughs) um I think we should talk a little bit about maybe like potential side effects of the birth control pill yeah this is where it gets controversial mm-hmm. because I know that in the medical community, a lot of times they say there aren't side effects of the birth mm-hmm. control pill. Um, however, there is an insert yes, in the box of birth control pills that has mile, a, a mile-long page of listed potential side effects. The reason they say there aren't side effects is because research has not proven direct side effects of birth control mm. that have been research studied however there's potential possible maybe side effects listed that could happen to like kind of cover their butts legally of mm. like well this could be a side effect of it but we're not saying it's a concrete side effect mm. we're but, just putting in the insert of like take it your own risk you know like most medications basically say yeah. like you could die on this but like it, it basically <laughs> <Like> yellow <laughs> <laughs> um one thing so I could have just, like, Googled, like, different side effects. But one thing I I just – I Googled, like, common birth control brands. And then the one that popped up was Yasmin, which I feel like mm-hmm. that's, like, a pretty common one. So I just literally clicked Yasmin side effects, and, like, they have a list of them. Like, you mm-hmm. could find these right now. Um, and I'm just going to read you some of them. Again, I'm not making this up. This is – you can find this on the internet if you just <laughs> search it. There's very simple – not – I'm not – okay, not simple, but um, – Less severe, like, common side effects would be headache, migraine, nausea, vomiting, mood changes, depression, PMS, um, stomach pain. So those are the common side effects. And then there are, like, but with the potential for liver problems, yellowing of the skin or the whites of the eyes, pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lung, deep vein thrombosis, bosis, mm-hmm. <laughs> not scientists, blood clot in the leg, um stroke yeah yeah, stroke was the next one and then heart attack which again not saying this will happen to you it didn't happen to us but these are side effects that you should just be aware of and again that's this this is the brand yasmin but if you're on a pill i would just encourage you to look up the side effects or if you're considering going Mm -hmm. on one and again not even just with birth control but if you're on any medication i think it's good to be like just aware of what you're putting in your body and what could potentially happen I agree. Um, I think the other thing with the birth control pill is it's hormonal contraceptive. So its whole way it works and the whole intent is to change your hormones to affect Mm -hmm. your female cycle. And like Mm -hmm. with where I'm at personally with my health and body and like women's bodies is I think our menstrual cycles are like 
the most empowering, coolest thing about us. Yeah. It gives you so much insight into your body and mm-hmm. what's happening. And so taking something that's going to like purposefully throw that off, I do think it's taking away a lot of like our body signs and signals to us about what's happening inside. Um, but because it's a hormonal contraceptive, it can cause like hormonal imbalances because it's literally telling your body not to make certain hormones or your body's making other certain hormones to kind of like um, try to make up for ones it's not making. So with that being said, like your hormones are your brain essentially. Like they're what signals your brain to do everything in your body. So that is what's making up you as a person is the way your hormones are working. They make we they make us who we are. They control our brain, our mood, our decisions, mm-hmm. our body. So the pill can have major effects of us on us as people because it's essentially changing like the map of who you are inside your body because those hormones are so key um it can also like Jensen said like she read some of the negative side effects Mm -hmm. of the pill um something I think is really interesting is (laughs) I I don't remember where this was I heard it on a podcast I, I can't remember the podcaster who it was talking um they were saying that our bodies, we are always trying to go for like the optimum genetic evolution to like get our genetics better than they were. Like it's innate in our bodies mm-hmm. that they want to find a mate who has diverse genetics from us so that when we mate, like it's a better person than we were. Like that's like evolutionary, mm-hmm. like our bodies are trying to do that. So when you're on the pill, those signals that come from hormones in picking a partner are altered. Mm -hmm. And so you're more likely to not pick a partner who like is going to genetically be more diverse. Mm -hmm. I can't, I almost think it was Dr. Jolene Brighton that I heard talking about this. Who is the queen of all things hormone health. Yes, that's where I'd recommend starting. (laughs) She's, her thing was, she said, birth control makes you want to marry your cousins. (laughs) And it made me laugh out loud because she was saying like, you're more likely and like research has shown this to pick a partner who's more similarly identical to you genetically, which can cause more health issues for like future generations and your kids. Oh, that's wild. When you're on a hormonal contraceptive compared to when you're off it, it's innate in your body, like in your cells, your hormones. That's crazy. To pick someone more diverse. So I just think that's like a super interesting fact as far as like a bigger picture from just like, I don't want to get pregnant to like being like your partner can literally be affected by this choice. And I would say another thing that's, I wouldn't even, I mean, you could call it a side effect, but the birth control has been shown to really deplete your body of a lot of key nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of them would be folic acid, vitamin C, B12, vitamin E, B6, zinc, selenium, magnesium. Um, and there's probably more. And again, that's different in every body. Like some people it might just delete or deplete some, some people it might more. But just like knowing that like research has shown that it does and can mm-hmm. deplete yourself of nutrients. So we'll get into this in a little bit, but like if you are on the pill or you decide to go off the pill, like really like focusing on making sure like you're filling yourself up with the nutrients you need to cover that. Yeah, I I think that is something we should talk about is like if you're on the pill and you're feeling like um, 
okay, I want to come off or should I come off? But then how do I do that in a way to support my body? And what are other options? Because I don't want to get pregnant, Mm -hmm. but I want to like not be on birth control. Mm -hmm. I think we should kind of get into maybe like our our thoughts or advice for that. Um, So I think the first thing kind of like we talked about, I would say is if you are thinking about like, I don't know if the pill's right for me anymore. Go read Jolene Brighton's book. What's it called? Is it Beyond the Pill? I think it's Beyond the Pill. She just released another she one did. too. Um, yeah, and Beyond the Pill and then, oh, Is This Normal? Yeah, that's her new one yeah. is Is This Normal, which I have not read yet. It's on my list because she covers just like, she talks about all things like bodies and cycles and sex and like the questions that you're like, is this yeah. normal? Like the things where you're like, does everybody have cervical yeah. mucus and feel like they like pee their pants yeah. sometimes in the month and stuff? And she's like, yep, normal. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank God. I'm not just weird. I've been embarrassed my whole life, you know? So I would definitely start with Beyond the Pill, though, because what I like about her, too, is she's she is not an anti-birth control person. Um, she is a Im- person that believes in being informed, like we're talking about here. And... She has way more research and info in that book. That's a great book to read and resource. Um, And I think that's a good starting place. The other thing I would say is to give yourself grace and time. Like don't don't make a rash, rash decision. Really think about what's going to be right for you with where you're at in your life. Um, And when you do, if you do come off birth control, try to immediately help support and heal your body and start that healing journey. Mm-hmm through supporting your hormones, through feeling empowered about your natural cycle and giving your body time to heal Mm -hmm. um, before you like do anything crazy. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah. And a lot of times like, you know, we're always telling you like nourish yourself with foods Mm -hmm. and vitamins and supplements. But I think like coming off the pill would be a time maybe to like ramp up that. Like one thing that we're super into is making adrenal cocktails, which that's kind of a trendy thing. But basically Mm -hmm. there's – some natural orange juice, some coconut water, some sodium. Basically, it helps your body with like vitamin C, potassium, sodium, basically yeah. helping your adrenal glands. Um, so maybe incorporating more of those into your diet, maybe really focusing on that liver because we all know liver's got all them nutrients it that we does, love. It does, all those vitamins. It can help replenish those. Um, bone broth is a really great thing to help with your gut lining because Rachel mm-hmm. was saying she had some gut issues after. I think just like making sure like – you're really focusing on that time to just give your body grace, give your body the nourishment mm-hmm. it needs, and knowing that, like, some people get off the pill month later, period back. Some people, two years later. Mm-hmm. It really just depends. And I think not giving yourself, like, I need to have my period back by this yeah. date. Just, like, continue to nourish give yourself, yourself give yourself grace. Time. Like, everybody is different, and For that's sure. okay. Yeah, I think, too, when you do come off, one of the first things I would recommend is start tracking your cycle right mm-hmm. away. Even if you're not, like, temperature tracking even just tracking like this is when I get my period so this is when it's predicting I have ovulation um I do really like I personally love tracking my temperature throughout my cycle and like my cervical mucus and knowing where I'm at my cycle like I can tell you based on my body's symptoms and signs exactly like when my body's going to ovulate and that just feels really empowering to have that information and also helps me in like the birth control realm Mm -hmm. to know like we don't want a pregnancy right now so when do we avoid um 
I think too, learning your cycles and like natural rhythms and seasons, because mm-hmm. it really is like, it's, it's like intuition into what's happening in our body and how mm-hmm. we're feeling. And it, I think it helps you know more about yourself to be like, okay, this is, I'm not just crazy. Like this is the week I'm PMSing. I am maybe a little more annoyed with people. I need a little more rest. I need more calories. I can't train as hard. And then when you're leading up to ovulation, knowing like I've got all this creative energy. I feel great. Like I'm shining. I'm glowing. I want to be social. I don't even need like as many calories. You just know more about your body and that feels more empowering. So you don't just feel like I'm always on this mood swing roller coaster because that's not the case like our hormones change and there's reasons for why you're feeling the way you are throughout the month throughout the day yeah and a lot of people um in the field of like fertility and periods they mm-hmm. um sometimes call the period the fifth vital sign because yeah. like your period is a great sign of how you're doing like health wise like if your periods you know regular normal like mm-hmm. that's really good for your health because menstruation and all those things are so like the way your body's producing these hormones like that's saying that it's your body's in a safe place. Your body like knows what it's doing. It's this book really goes into detail. It's by Lara Bryden. It's actually called the fifth vital sign. I've actually wanted to read it. I haven't yet. Um, and like the one tagline is like menstruation isn't just about having babies, like having a mm-hmm. healthy ovulation, having a healthy cycle is for your overall health. It's mm-hmm. not just about stopping pregnancy or getting pregnant. It's literally so important to a female's health is how she's ovulating, how her period's going. So I just would encourage you to really focus on your period as not something that's like, oh, here it is again this month, but like actually like mm-hmm. being like, wow, like the fact that I'm getting a period, the fact that my body is doing what it's doing, like even though it might cause you cramps or whatever, it's actually an empowering thing to be able to know that your body is like doing what it's doing, yeah. that it, it would be able to procreate if you wanted to. I think that's one of the things that has changed for me too. I think like in high school, it was very like, don't talk about your period and it's gross and you're like I'm on my period that's disgusting or like you like hated being on your period I am like proud when I get my period like I just got it a few days ago and I'm like I love being on my period because Mm -hmm. it feels to me like my body knows what it's doing and it's safe and secure and it just feels empowering to me that like I know where I'm at in my cycle and just like that vital sign like it's just i it's not so taboo for me anymore. And um, yeah, so I would agree. It's definitely, it's a vital sign of the body. I think the the one other thing I want to mention about this is conversations regarding like your birth control. And if you are like, you know, I'm thinking I want to stop the birth control pill, but what are the options for me? Like that's a conversation to have with your OBGYN mm-hmm. or your doctor and include your spouse in if you have a spouse or a mm-hmm. partner or someone. Don't just like... It is your body and it it should be a choice you make. Um, But that's a conversation you need to have with someone about what's the right choice for you. Because if you're like, I want to come off the pill, but I do not want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. There are other options, but Mm -hmm. that's something you need to have a discussion of what's going to work for me. What's going to work right in my life. Like I, when I came off the pill, because my cycle wasn't regular, um, we decided to use a diaphragm, which is a really old method of birth control. I actually went to my OBGYN and she was like, 
yeah, I don't even know how to like fit people for those. <laughs> That's like from the 80s, girl. Like I'm going to have to do some research and get back to you. And she ended up finding there's like a new brand that's like one size fits most so they don't have to do the fittings like they used to and um, like insurance covers it as a form of birth wow. control. And there were just like that's an option mm-hmm. you wouldn't know about otherwise. Yeah. Did that for a while. There's also condoms. There's the copper IUD. I've, I've heard people say that that can affect their periods and mm-hmm. and make them difficult. But I haven't tried it. But that's something to have a conversation with your birth control mm-hmm. or birth control provider or OBGYN about um, what's the right choice for you and to really advocate for yourself. If you think it's not the birth control pill anymore, mm-hmm. then say that and be like, we need to find something else, but this isn't it, you know? I just have one final thing I really want to say. Contrary to sex education in high school, where <laughs> if you have sex, you will get pregnant. I just want to say there's only roughly around six days of the month. Some people might be a little less, some might be a little more, that you can actually get pregnant. Like, you mm-hmm. truly can only get pregnant when you ovulate. And you are if not. If you have a regular cycle. If you cycle have a regular cycle. Ovulating. Yes. If you don't have a regular cycle, it does make it a little bit harder where you. To know when. To know. Yeah. But if you have a regular cycle and you do actually, like, track your temperature, track your cervical mucus, mm-hmm. roughly six days max, you could get pregnant. Yep. So, I mean, there also is just, like, a timing thing where it's like, hey, maybe we're just not gonna be as frisky around those six days (laughs) or you use a condom those days that's you know that's like just again that's more if you do have a normal cycle but you can't get pregnant every single day of the month and as far as I've learned this I mean that's like a, a testament personally is we have not wanted to have a child yet like that's that's not been our intention yet we've been married for it'll be four years in August and so after my cycle regulated after that birth control I'm able to know like this is my window of ovulation and this is the window in which like sperm can still survive within you Mm -hmm. like and that ovulation and you can actually one of the things I have in addition to my my temperature tracking is um, test strips for the LH hormone which gives you a 48 hour window of like if if you it's like a pee test so you pee in a cup (laughs) and you test it and if you have that LH hormone that only happens in that window of ovulation mm-hmm. for 48 hours that that hormone comes up so you know within that 48 hours you're going to be ovulating and so like based on the signs your temperature things going on in your body you have a good indication of like I'm probably going to be ovulating this day so I need to avoid this window or like choose other options like Jensen said like condoms or something but also like you can even confirm with that LH even better um, and I mean it's it's worked well for us to just like be able to know um what's happening with my body and yeah we haven't we haven't gotten pregnant yet since since that's happened but it it does take work of knowing your body and like investing the time and energy into knowing what's going on with your body and being aware and like tracking things but I've I've found that just empowering and and even more so the longer I do it yeah and I feel like you probably it doesn't take as much to realize now like you know your body like after probably a few months maybe even like a year Mm -hmm. you just like know like innately like you as the as a female you know your body now at this point so you can like feel like oh I'm ovulating right now type of thing whereas like probably at first it wasn't as natural to know that but like over Mm -hmm. time you just actually pay attention to those symptoms um I think we should link in the show notes 
the ovulation strips that we use, the thermometer, what is it, pre-mom? Is that what it is? I Yeah, I've used the natural cycles one. Right now, I use the pre-mom one, and okay. those are the strips I use, yeah. too. Yeah, the pre-mom's nice because it it's, it's Bluetooth, Bluetooth right to, to your, your phone, app. so you literally just, like, stick it in your mouth, and then, like, it pops up on your phone, which yeah. is, you don't have to, like, it's input It's super anything. nice, and when, like, we want to try mm-hmm. for a kid, like, it's, the pre-mom app, I think, was actually designed for trying to get pregnant, yeah. not yeah. trying to avoid. Yeah. You can use it either way, but. Yeah. No, it's a really great that's, app. Yeah. And the, it's free. It's really thir- it's free. Yeah. The thermometer's like 30 bucks on Amazon, yeah. but the app's free. Free. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we should link Jolene Brighton or like post about yes. her on her Instagram because she is, you want to know anything about periods, cycles, birth control, fertility, all those yeah. things. Jolene Bray. I think she and has a podcast too. I think so too. And she's also super like funny and entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. Way more way more funny than us. She's great. She's awesome. She is. The, the last thing I want to end on is just saying I think sex education comes into play here of like that's a difficult conversation. This episode is just loaded. Guns, I, birth control, I sex know. ed. We're probably going to get some like people yelling at us after. <laughs> but you know what? We're just here telling our story. Yeah, the again, not medical advice. Please talk to your doctor. Yes. I don't know how many times I can say that and make the choice that's right for you. <laughs> but I think sex education does play in here of um sometimes there's a lack of proper sex education, whether mm-hmm. that's on a school's end or a parent's end or whoever it is, and of teaching about the menstrual cycle to men and women. And something I'm looking forward to as a parent in the future is like I want my kids to be so thoroughly yeah. educated. My boys and girls if I have both yeah equally as educated Mm -hmm. about a woman's body and menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and how things work without it being a taboo or gross subject to know because I think that's important for men to know too Mm -hmm. is like oh my wife's not crazy this week she's actually like super exhausted Mm -hmm. and she is eating extra because she needs extra Mm -hmm. and like all these things and just for them to have awareness too I, I think that's so helpful in a relationship and just to know. Like, I'm always telling Logan, I'm like, okay, I'm PMSing next week. So just be aware. I need extra hugs, mm-hmm. a little more patience. I might be a little more annoyed with you. I'm going to be probably craving chocolate more or like have the eating heat, a little more. Have carbs. the heating pad yeah. ready. Like, or hey, I'm going to be ovulating soon. So like, I'm going to be wilding out. Get so get ready. ready. <laughs> like, you know, but buckle up. But in a relationship, communicating about that without yeah. it being taboo yeah. allows your partner to know like where you're at too. Yeah. And I just, I just think it shouldn't be such a taboo subject to talk about because it's literally our fifth vital sign. Yeah, and we should be educated and empowered about it's that. It's like periods and sex. It's like, oh, don't bring it up. And it's like, why? It's literally what our bodies are designed to do and actually do. Like, can we talk about it so we actually are educated on it and can make decisions and yep. thrive? A thousand percent. And I, I think that was our intent today. It's not to, like, sway you anyway or make you feel any shame or guilt mm-hmm. or, like, tell you what decisions to make. Um, it was really to just, like, open a conversation here mm-hmm. to share our experiences mm-hmm. and maybe it'll be helpful for anyone mm-hmm. who, like, relates and it is taboo and they feel Mm -hmm. like they can't talk about it and um yeah we just felt like it was an important health and wellness related topic to address because it affects a lot of women and a lot of girls and women have had experiences with birth control and don't really know much about it I didn't know much about it so I like I don't I want like especially girls like younger girls listening I hope that like they just are more educated than I was going into it like just they can know both sides I think that's our whole intent here yeah and 
and not for us to be your main educators but for you to go do your own research now and talk to someone who knows more than we do and like start to look into it start to take your health and your menstrual cycle into your own hands absolutely and if you have like any comments or questions please like let us know on instagram like we might not have all the answers but we would just love to know if you've had experiences like this yeah or we like or we'll like link this account or link this doctor because um yeah we want to help you guys we want to like have conversations about this and just yeah keep the convo going yeah but that's all I have (laughs) yeah I think we covered enough I think this this conversation was packed full this episode so yeah well that is it today guys we hope you have a wonderful day we hope wherever you're at in your cycle you are embracing it and (laughs) loving it and just fully empowered in it And we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice, and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.